There isn't a single person in this world who doesn't have some sort of limiting belief. But you'll find, especially if you're in this entrepreneurial journey, that when you start in this journey, when you become your own boss, it's like all of a sudden these things start flooding to the surface. And the thing is, is it's because all of a sudden you're doing something new and different and scary. And this is the mind's favorite time to start throwing these things at you. And it does it because its job is to keep you safe. So today I want to talk about the common limiting beliefs that I see in newer and even brand new female entrepreneurs and how it actually sabotages them and holds them back from going out and achieving those goals and dreams and desires they have set for themselves. Because as long as you have these limiting beliefs, especially these five most common ones, you're going to have a really hard time achieving the success you desire. Because the brain's job is to keep us safe. And these limiting beliefs are telling us it is not safe. You can't do this. It's not available to us. All of these other things. And as long as we have these limiting beliefs, we're not actually going to allow ourselves to have that success. So today I want to dive into these common ones, how they affect your business, and what you can start doing to actually turn them around. So let's go dive in. Are you over all that one size fits all and hustle culture bullshit that actually isn't getting you the results you truly desire in your business? If so, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Six Figure Female Entrepreneur Podcast, where we chat about all things mindset and business that actually help you make big money in your online business while working less hours. And who doesn't want that? I'm your host, Jen Goodfriend, a successful six-figure business and mindset strategist and recovering type A overachiever who now enjoys doing things the easy way. I live the chill country life and have a passion for all things furry and cute. Join me each week as I share more than a decade of experience in the entrepreneurial world and how you too can make way more money while actually working less. Let's dive in. Hey, hey, ladies, and welcome back to another episode. And again, we're talking about mindset, which, as you know, one of my absolute favorite topics. And I love talking about limiting beliefs just because it's not talked about enough. And in women entrepreneurs in those early parts of their journeys, I see so many women struggling in their business. And they get to a point where they feel like, this just isn't for me. Like, I'm working my ass off. I'm trying everything. I'm putting in the work. Maybe I'm just not meant to be you know, my own boss. Maybe I'm just not meant to be successful. And if you're starting to feel that way, I want you to take that out of your mind right now. That is what I call the itty bitty shitty committee. He has no place in your mind and you're going to send him packing. But the reason that is there, it is not a validation. It is not truth that is, you know, that you can't do this or that it's not available to you. It is a limiting belief that is getting in your way. And today I want to share with you what those common ones are so that you can maybe start recognizing these in yourself and start seeing that these thoughts you're having, this negative inner voice, these beliefs that this isn't available to you, it's nothing to do with who you are or your capacity or your knowledge or any of those things. And it's everything to do with the people around you. Because that's all limiting beliefs are. We pick up limiting beliefs 
from other people in our lives. And most of our limiting beliefs are picked up before the age of six, because that's when we are a sponge and we literally absorb everything from the world around us. Everything we see, hear, sense, touch, whatever it is, we absorb that information, whether we understand it or not. Because before the age of six, we don't have rational thought. We don't have cause and effect thinking. We literally see something and take it as truth. Like if you see, you know if someone were to say the sky is red and showed you a picture of a red sky, you would believe that the sky is red because that was told to you. Of course, that's a kind of a stupid example, but you see what I'm talking about. But this happens with our belief systems, our values, how we see ourselves. So who you are as a person today is based off of these things you learned from other people throughout childhood. And diving into this first, the most common, one of the most common limiting beliefs we have is around money. So you probably know some people that are really good with money and you know some people that are really, really shitty with money. And the thing is, is it's nothing to do with their education or the way they were like grow, grew up. It's, you know, not their circumstances, the house, their economic status. It's none of that. It's the stories that they were told about money. So I've seen children that grow up in very wealthy households that can't hold on to a dime. And I've seen, um, I've seen people who grew up in very poor, shitty households, like barely had a dime to rub together, could barely feed their children. And those children went on to become multimillionaires. So it's not about your situation. It's about your interpretation of that situation. So the thing is, is it's the things you hear said to you. So some of the most common things I hear are, you know, and if you grew up in a uh, household where money was seen as evil, you heard things like that, like rich people are evil, money is bad, money makes you greedy. And even though consciously you don't believe those things, you unconsciously do. And remember, our unconscious is in control. So if you have an unconscious belief that money is evil, money makes you greedy, you know, and if you take from, you know, money is finite and there's no infinite amount. So the more you have, the less others have. These are all bullshit lies. It is not true. But as long as you have these internal beliefs around money, you could actually be preventing yourself from having more money. I see this one next to self-worth. Literally everyone has this. Like self-worth and money blocks are the two biggest ones I run across. They are rampant in this world. So just know, like catch yourself when you're thinking about money. What are those negative thoughts that are coming up for you? Is it money is hard? Is it that you have to work really hard for money? That was one I had. Um, a big one I had is it's not worth having lots of money because then you're just going to lose it because of, you know, what happened in my life. And I've told the story many times. My family, we had money. I had lots of nice things. And then we lost it all over a night due to a bankruptcy. So just know that just because you have these beliefs, just because you have used money thoughts, these negative money thoughts, you don't have to keep them. You can work through them. You can overcome them. And that's the difference between someone who's struggling to make six figures, who's struggling to make, you know, even four figures, five figures, and someone who's making multi-millions is those who are super successful have addressed these limiting beliefs, especially money blocks, so that money is something that's easy. Money is available to them. Money is a good thing. The more money I have, the more people I can help, those kind of thoughts. So we need to replace those negative thoughts 
with the good thoughts. And then I've talked about this. And the second one is self-worth. And this is just like money blocks. These two literally are the ones that I come across in every single woman that I work with. And self-worth is really, really big in us women because we grew up in an era and we still do where we're compared to everyone else. You see magazines with these perfect models. Like when I was a kid, all the magazine covers were these tiny size zero, size one, petite, perfectly manicured women. I've been a curvy girl my entire life. I had hips and boobs by the age of 10. Like there was nothing petite and tiny about me. And that always made me feel like I was different. Plus, growing up with an insecure mother, I had a mother who was very insecure and had her own, you know, insecurity issues who she pushed on to me. Then I had uh, and lived in an abusive household with a brother who was very violent. So, of course, the fact that my parents didn't know how to handle him and I was the, the point of his um, rage, I took that as I wasn't worthy enough for their love and protection, and you're probably thinking of things going on. I have many clients who grew up in very abusive households, either um, a parent, a grandparent, a sibling, somebody was very abusive to them. And because of that, they felt less than about themselves. I have clients whose parents or teachers have told them that they're dumb. You're never going to amount to much. Who do you think you are? Like you're stupid. Heard those things said to them. And as long as you have those different belief systems, if you think you're too stupid, too dumb, not good enough, not worthy enough, of course you're not going to allow yourself to have success. Because if you're not good enough, having money, having success, having wealth, having happiness, fulfillment, living your dream life, that would mean you're good enough. So then we go and self-sabotage ourselves when we get good things. For me, this showed up as a huge self-sabotage. I would have a wonderful month in my business, in my first business. I would have a great month. I'd go sign on a big client. I'd have this big cash influx. Everything was wonderful. And then I couldn't sign on a client for months. And this was like a roller coaster ride in my business. And it got to a point where I hit my old corporate income in my business. It was I'm relatively easy to get there. I've talked about this before. The first few clients were easy till I said, oh, this is easy. Then I self-sabotaged. But getting to where my corporate income was, I could get there. But as soon as I hit that corporate income, I had put this glass ceiling on myself, which was somewhat of a money block, but also a self-worth block because I only believed that I was worthy of the same amount of money of what corporate would pay me. So if corporate would only pay me, say, 75000 a year, I wasn't worthy of more than 75000 a year. And I see this in so many circumstances. So think to yourself, where have you been saying things like, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough. I hear women say this, I'm not pretty enough. Like I hear that all the time. Oh, I'll start doing video. I'll start my business when I lose some weight. I'm more confident on video. You know, when I have more money, when, you know, when I have more knowledge, all of those things. And those are just our own excuses and our own mind's own way of sabotaging us. And then that digs into the third one, which is actually a combined one, fear of success, but also fear of failure. So I hear women say all the time, oh, I'm just afraid of failing. And that's not true. Yes, there are a lot of people out there and we are afraid of failure because failure doesn't feel good. 
But the thing is, is when we fail, we go back to the way life was. Maybe it's a little bit harder. It sucks a little more at first, but we're just falling back into those old routines the way our life used to be. Maybe we have to go back to our job, have to find another job, go back to that corporate grind. That's okay in our mind because that's familiar. Our mind wants us to go back to there. Actually, we fear success and sabotage ourselves more out of fear of success than we do of failure. The thing with success is that success is unknown. And again, the brain doesn't like unknown. It's fearful of it. It likes the same old. It likes to be in its comfort zone. So if all of a sudden we're starting to get success, we're starting to get more money, those thoughts start popping in our head. What if people don't like us? What if people aren't, you know what, think we're rich and evil? What if I lose friends? What if I lose family members? I've had so many clients who were so worried about their husbands being jealous of their success, not being happy of their success, breaking down their households, like their husband, they thought their husbands could leave them if they were successful because they would feel intimidated. Or they had parents or loved ones, best friends, children who they thought would think differently of them or they would lose these important relationships in their life if they were to become successful. And some women consciously had these thoughts and knew this was kind of going on in there. But again, most of us don't understand this. I seen this like pop up right, like right in my face. So for me, my mom was like, all up in my face. She was always like, well, what if you fail? What if this doesn't work? And then when I started getting success, well, then it was the jealousy and then the trying to knock me down a peg. And I actually had a a boyfriend in the early parts of my business in the first two years. And when I started getting success in this business, when we were dating, he was so intimidated. He literally did everything in his power to try and pull me back to his level. Rather than coming along the journey with me, growing with me, expanding with me, he got intimidated by my success. And he did everything in his power to try and sabotage me. He, you know what? Oh, don't work today. Let's go out and have fun. Oh, you don't need to be going to another course. Oh, you don't need to speak at another event. Oh, like, why are you even worrying about, you know, this business? Why not just, you know, stay at a corporate job, blah, blah, blah. Like all of these things were going on. And for a while, I kind of let that get in my head and that slowed down my progress a little bit. But then I realized and I told him outright, either you grow with me or I'm leaving you behind. And I had to do that. And sometimes we have to make those tough decisions with people in our lives because the people that truly love us and want to see us successful and want to see our dreams come true, they're going to be supportive of us. They may say the wrong thing once in a while. They may not know how to help you, but they're going to be your cheerleader. They're going to be like, hey, I don't know what I can do to help but I'm cheering for you. I, you know, this is your dream. You go after it. I love you. This is amazing. You go for it. Those are the people you want in your life. And I'm going to do a whole episode here very soon on what to do if you don't have that support system at home in your circle. If people aren't supportive of your business, I'm going to share that with you because that was a huge block that I had in the early parts of my business. So I really want to show you guys that that doesn't have to stop you. So then let's dive into the fourth one. And this is another big one, and it's imposter syndrome. And this looks like the, oh, who am I to be doing this? That person's more educated. That person's been doing it for five, 10 years. Why would someone listen to me? Why should I get into this now when there's already 20 million other people doing this exact same thing? 
And the thing is, is yes, there may be hundreds and thousands of other people doing what you do, but they're not you. They don't have the same story, the same background, the same knowledge, the same education. You bring something different to this industry, to your business, whatever it is, you are unique and you don't have to have a special education or special training or do more trainings. Those are just your brain's way of saying you need to do this to feel worthy of it. And this ties back into the worthiness piece because your mind's saying, well, if you just get another education, if you just get another training, another certification, but then these things never stop. I know all about this. I Man, I have so many certifications. I have two degrees. I have coaching certifications, hypnotherapy certifications. Like I have education up the wazoo, but education doesn't make me who I am. Me as a person, my life experience are along with my education are make what make me a great coach, what make me a great strategist, which make me good at my job is is a combination of all of it. And even before I had all this education, I still had me and my life experiences and the hardships that I went through and the things that I overcame. So just know that if you're teaching on something that you overcame yourself, you are an expert in that. You know that. You are doing this because you love it, because you're passionate about it, because you have knowledge of it. There's not a lot of people that can do what you do. Say you're a weight loss expert and you've lost 100 pounds on your own. You were able to do that. You were figured it out on your own. You put together your own workout plans. You you know, turned your eating around, you completely transformed your health and your life, and you've lost all this weight, and now you want to show other women how to do that. That is enough. It doesn't mean you can maybe charge $100,000 to do it, but it's enough to get started. You maybe can add some trainings in and do, you know what, some certifications here or there, but those aren't necessarily needed. If you have knowledge, if you can change people's lives with what you know, if you are a whiz at something, if something to you is second nature and you're really good at teaching it, start doing those things. Don't let those insecurities or lack of education, lack of training, whatever it is, stop you from actually going out and following through on your business, building your dreams. Because remember, our businesses, yes, provide us a living. They pay us well. They're meant to be there to give us a, a good lifestyle. But we are in service of other people. These businesses, these service-based online businesses are meant to change people's lives. So remember, if you're that weight loss coach who's lost 100 pounds on her own, imagine the women who are missing out who need your help. Imagine the next 10 ladies that you could be changing their lives. You could help them lose that 100 pounds. You know what? ditch all those major health issues that are literally killing them, help them become more active and be able to play with their kids again, to give them that longer life, to see their children get married and grow up and have, you know, see their grandbabies. Just remember that when that imposter syndrome kicks in, imagine the people who would be missing out, whose lives you could be changing if you were to give up because of imposter syndrome, just think about that one or two people. And if you've already helped some people and you've already changed their lives, think about those people. Use those as examples. Go back to those past clients and say, where would they be if it was not for me? Look at those testimonials. Do all the things that you need to do to see 
that you are good at what you do and you are needed in this world and you are special. Your way of doing things is special. So you need to keep doing it. And then that leads into the last one and another one, again, that's kind of a mix of two, the perfectionism and the procrastination. Sometimes I lump these together because they're both the same. We either are too much of a perfectionist and it has to be perfect before we put it out or we're procrastinating on things and both of them tie back to fear. And the reason we do these two things is because we're afraid. We're a perfectionist and we think it has to be perfect, which it never is, so we never put things out there. It's that fear of what if. Same thing with the procrastination. We don't get it done. We keep procrastinating on it because it's a whole lot easier to say, oh, I just didn't get it done than it is to say I did it and maybe it failed, even though it probably isn't going to. And failures happen in business. I mean, you guys hear me saying this, the Edison theory. Edison failed over a thousand times before he created the light bulb. So failure is inevitable in business. Remember that. We are going to fail. But the thing is, is failure isn't final. We should be taking these failures, learning from these failures, growing from these failures, learning what's not working, and growing from them. These aren't big failures. These are just learning opportunities. So say you create a course and it's a flop. Nobody buys it. Okay, fine. It wasn't a big failure. It didn't work out. Okay, why didn't it work out? Was it maybe the wrong topic? Is it maybe the way you marketed it? Did you maybe not have enough people to market you? Maybe you didn't sell it enough. I see that all the time. People create these amazing courses that would change people's lives and then they feel awkward selling it. So they only speak about it a couple of times and then they think people are just going to come buy it and they don't and they go, oh, this isn't something people want and then they get rid of it when really it's just people didn't know about it. So know that this perfectionism and procrastination is just that fear. So ask yourself, what am I afraid of? And it could be one ties in with one of these other limiting beliefs. It could be that fear of success. It could be that imposter syndrome, the self-worth, the money blocks. But it's asking yourself, what am I afraid of? Why am I being a perfectionist? Why am I being you know, a procrastinator? I used to do both in, what, in my younger days. I was a supreme perfectionist, like type A. I like to say I'm a recovered type A because my type A perfectionism was all about trying to prove my worth to my loved ones. It was about trying to finally get the love that I desired from my parents to try and prove to them that I was worthy and deserving of love. So if you're a type A and you're like this perfectionist, ask yourself, like, am I doing the same thing? Who am I trying to prove? Like, who am I trying to prove this to? Who am I trying to show that I'm worthy enough to? And then the same with procrastination. I used to be the worst at it. It's like I'd have this great idea and I'd be all gung-ho and I'd start on it. And then all of a sudden the, the procrastination would kick in. And it was around those fears of what if it doesn't work out? What if I fail? What if people don't buy this? So that's why I wanted to do this episode today is so that you guys can see how these things show up in your business and how they're negatively affecting you. And this is why I say that mindset is the foundation of your business. Because if you have these limiting beliefs and if they're really strong and popping up in your mind in that early part of your business, they're literally going to hold you back. They're gonna be in your face your mind's going to be on like negative chatter so much that it's going to be really hard to get success 
Because how can you really go after what you want and stay optimistic and stay positive, keep your eye on the ball and do the things that you know you need to do to be successful if that negative voice is always in there talking you down, telling you you suck, telling you how horrible you are, that you can't do this, this, is, this isn't available to you, who do you think you are? It gets really, really, really hard. And when things get really, really, really hard, we start losing that motivation and it gets really, really hard to want to continue. And then we just go, well, maybe this just isn't available to me. But you know what? It is. Your dream is your dream for a reason. You wanted to start your business for a reason. As long as you're not starting your business just so you can make a ton of money with no other you know, thought in your mind, it's all about the money and the wealth and you don't care who you step over to get there, which I know if you're listening to this, that's not you, then if you're in it for the right reasons, then I don't want to see you have these things get in your way. And it's because you're in it for the right reasons, because you are big hearted, because you're a service provider and because you want to change lives that you are feeling these things. Because if you were that person who would step over everybody to get to where you want, you probably don't have these issues. You're probably, you know, it's someone who just doesn't give a shit about anyone who will do whatever it takes. And those people, you know what, I commend them for being able to do that, but they're doing it for the wrong reasons. You're doing it for the right one. And remember that. Everything you desire in your life, every dream you have, this dream business, this dream life, everything you want to give your family, your children, your husband, all of those things you have always dreamt of for yourself are available to you. But you have to get over these roadblocks. You have to work through this mindset stuff in order to allow yourself to have those other things. And that's what it is. You're just not allowing yourself to have the success but you can. It can be easy. It can be fun. Business can be enjoyable. Living your dream life, it can be available to you when you get out of your own way, when you work on this mindset stuff. And it's really, really important in your business to focus on these things. Multimillionaires, why they are successful is because they do this mindset work regularly. They worked on these limiting beliefs when they were younger, when they started their business in the early phases. They focused on this stuff to get over it so that they could get to where they are. And they continue when these roadblocks come up because they do. They don't come up as often later in your journey, but these things still come up periodically, but they recognize it. They work through it and then it's a non-issue. And I want you to get to that point in your business. So I want you to think about back to these five, the self-worth, the money blocks, that fear of success and failure, the imposter syndrome, and that perfectionism and procrastination. And ask yourself, which ones did you resonate with today? Which ones do you think you have? And which one do you think you need to start working on first? And as always, if you guys need help, send me a message over on Instagram. Please feel free to reach out to me and I'm more than happy to help you out. And if you think self-worth and money blocks are your two biggest issues like they are with most, I have an amazing course. It's only $99 US and it works through these two very specific beliefs. So if you're interested, the link is in the show notes, head over, check it out, grab that course. It could really change your life. It could get you on the path to ditching these negative thoughts, to feeling worthy and deserving and going out and making your dreams a reality because I want to see that for you. Otherwise, you guys go out, have yourself a wonderful day, and we will see you back here again next week.
Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Six Figure Female Entrepreneur Podcast. If you're wanting more great free advice, head over and follow me on Instagram at the Six Figure Female Entrepreneur and links are in the show notes. Go out and have yourself a wonderful day. Thank you.